I see you have a confession. I do. I'm a little embarrassed to bring it up. Did you read how many days you're supposed to use teeth whitening strips? Oh, no, not that. (laughs) Okay. Not that. Believe me, and I have not done anything about my 21-day challenges. (laughs) I'm still thinking about it, though. Hey everyone, welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And we're your best friends on the internet. On today's episode, it's time for our monthly episode of Pop Culture Club. And I should tell the listeners that this is the last time you're going to hear a Pop Culture Club for many months, the entire summer, unless you join our exclusive Patreon for just $5 a month. Not only will we continue to make our Pop Culture Club monthly episodes there, we also are dropping additional bonus episodes, and that's the only place you're going to get new content from Long Story Short for the months of June, July, and August. And tell the listeners why. Well, because it is the summer. And it's super busy. Well, we've never done this before. We've never put a pin in the podcast over the summer. We've always, like, scheduled, like, mini episodes or this or that or whatever, right? But this summer, we're just going to put a pen in it except we're not because there's going to be new content on patreon on patreon guys to be truthful our hallmark podcast is really taking off and requiring a lot of extra work from us i think i that's true so we're just doing a little bit of an experiment with long story short we appreciate those of you we had new joins to patreon after last week those of you who don't want to miss a minute of megan and wendy this summer welcome we appreciate you yes patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy that is linked in our show notes. You can also find us for free on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We are at Megan and Wendy. I mean, you don't want to miss Megan making her coffees on TikTok either. It's Instagram. It's not TikTok. What happened to you in TikTok? I don't know what happened to me in everything. Maybe my self-diagnosed low thyroid has also contributed to my inability to get anything done. Lack of mojo. Does low thyroid cause lack of mojo? I think you might have figured it out. Oh, I did want to say this. Tell. It's May. It's gonna be May. I hate that so much. Not you. I don't hate that you did it. I love it. I. It was just like an. You know I hate Justin Timberlake. I'm going to make a Justin Timberlake is trash shirt. (laughs) Okay, but. Go ahead. I'm sorry. She's going to say JT equals trash can emoji. (laughs) And those who know, know. If your New Year's resolution was to take care of yourself, to schedule all the things that you put off, Mm -hmm. we're women. I'm really good at taking care of everyone else but myself. Like my kids go to the doctor. Yeah, they do. Do I always go to the doctor? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. We're almost halfway through the year. So schedule those scheduled maintenance appointments. Get your mammogram. Make your... Annual physical appointment. All of those things. Okay. And your point here is what? She recently found out that maybe she has a thyroid issue and that's why she had lost all her mojo earlier this year. We should have titled this podcast Self-Diagnosis with Megan and Wendy because the number of things I have self-diagnosed myself (laughs) with, self-diagnosed myself, is is astronomical. But they did some blood work. There were some... Uh, numbers on there that require some follow-up and my shallow dive into google suggests that perhaps all of those things plus my lack of mojo and my very brittle nails may all be caused by low thyroid it could also not be that okay it could just be your diet is garbage and you should correct that so 
I am following up with the doctor. Keep us updated. Keep us updated, please. In other updates, we've ignited a firestorm on Instagram. Apparently, you had mentioned in last week's episode that there is a lot of controversy over, like, counter butter and refrigerated butter. I told you. Yeah, I'm I don't think you believed the power with which the internet would respond. Hey, I've seen people respond passionately about their laundry detergent, so I am not surprised about the butter. Now, let me tell you, every side thinks the other side is wrong. And we received comments from counter butter people who are like, I refuse to believe that anybody who is team fridge butter has either A, tried counter butter or B, actually thinks that fridge butter is better. And I said, I don't actually, I'm a fridge butter person. But fridge butter doesn't spread. I agree. I'm not a fridge butter person because I think it's better. I'm a fridge butter person because I'm afraid of giving myself a foodborne illness. Okay, I keep my butter in the fridge too. With the exception of when I wanted to eat bread and butter the other night, I took it out an hour before. And let it soften. Yes. Yes. Also, what I'll do is if I toast bread, I will immediately put butter on it and let the butter start melting into Mm -hmm. it before I spread it. But I agree. Refrigerator butter is inferior in that it doesn't spread. So tell me where the majority lay. I would say it's a pretty strong 50-50 split. Oh, really? And I think it it comes from, like, it's it's built into your childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing a story one time about, this woman told a story about how she used to cut off the ends of, uh, like, a roast before putting it in the oven. Uh-huh. And she... When somebody finally asked her why she did it, she goes, because my mom always did that. That's why, well, her mom didn't have a pan big enough to fit the <laughs> roast. So that's why she cut the ends off of it. There wasn't some flavor reason no, why. None. <laughs> the ends are the best because they get nice and crispy in the pan. Yeah. So that's funny. You know, so I, I do think the way that we are raised definitely has a. For sure. Now, I grew up in a margarine household. We were not even a real butter household, although I will say my parents have made the transition to real butter. That was the 80s and the height of fat-free everything. I think we had spray butter in our house at one time. Sure. We had yellow tubs galore, and then we would save them, and then I would use them to catch roly-polies. Ooh. Why? Why would you catch roly-polies? Why not? What would you do with them? Like, them in the little tub with a little piece of grass they need to be outside well then they would die oh my gosh i used to pull legs off ladybugs so you know i mean i wasn't intentionally trying to kill them (laughs) i don't know what was wrong with me i was a lonely child we had a ladybug in the house last week that's exciting i know that's good luck isn't it i i don't know i let it live i bought ladybugs at the armstrong garden center two weekends ago do they do they do something for your... They eat aphids oh. off of, like, roses and plants and I just stuff feel like, like that. you're like, I'm going to release you outside. Stay here. No, yeah, well, it's basically <laughs> like we sprinkle them in the backyard, like, in the garden area, and then hopefully they're going to eat all the, like, little aphid bugs. Okay. But they also had prey mantis for sale, too. Nope, no. Nope. She goes, don't buy prey mantis and ladybugs because the praying they're going to eat them. <laughs> yes, exactly. I find praying mantis to be terrifying. Why? They look like humans to me. What? They look like people. Their faces? Yes. And for some reason, they're very drawn to this window here. Uh We often get them, like, they'll be on this screen to my door to the backyard, and they just, like, are, like, hanging out there. Like Mervyn's? Open, open, open. Exactly (laughs) like that. And I take my dog out late at night and early in the morning, and sometimes I'm just, like, leaning against the side of the door waiting for him to come back. Mm -hmm. And then I realize that there's a praying mantis very close to my face, and I have a very freaky quiet attack. little scream oh. trying to get away from it 
You know what's wonderful is like I love when the praying mantis are by my garbage cans during the summertime because then they just catch all the little flies that are around. Do they? Yes. Well, I should relocate the praying mantis to my garbage can because there is no shortage of flies there in yes. the summer. Yeah. A little feast. Exactly. I see you have a confession. I do. I'm a little embarrassed to bring it up. Did you did you read the how many days you're supposed to use teeth whitening strips? Oh, no, not that. <laughs> okay. Not that. Believe me, and I have not done anything about my 21-day challenges. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. Though, so <laughs> I haven't totally thrown it to the wayside yet. No, I had a confession. And when I told my family about it the other day, they were shocked. Oh, my gosh. What's happening? I bought a second pair of Crocs. <laughs> Listen, guys, backstory here. Megan and I were eating lunch before we, we recorded this podcast, and she brought up Crocs. And I was like, did I write that down in my thing? Did she know I was going to talk about Crocs today? Well, and I said nice things. I, I know. Said I was at a bowling tournament yesterday because that's how I spend my weekends. And there's a lot of standing around. And this woman had on white Crocs and her outfit was so cute. And I was kind of envious of her white Crocs. Well, listen, I in my mind, my original Crocs have the lining inside of them. Sure, you need a non-fuzzy pair for summer. Right. However, my new pair came and I was like, ooh, trying them out around the house. And I was like, these aren't as comfortable. And my daughter yeah. goes... You need to wear socks with them. And I was like, but that defeats the purpose. I need a pair for summer to keep my feet cool. I always need to have a pair of shoes on. I cannot walk barefoot. My feet hurt. It's a long story. But I can't walk around these plastic shoes that hurt all day long. No. So it defeats the purpose if I'm putting socks on with the shoes. So are you going to have to wear fuzzy Crocs in the summer? My feet get sweaty. Do you see the problem here? I do, but aren't they going to get sweaty in a plastic shoe and then you're going to be sliding around in your own foot sweat? Squeaking around around the house. Yeah, I think I might just get a plastic Birkenstock maybe instead. Still going to be squeaky and sweaty. My husband, I think, was horrified when he saw the second pair come. They multiplied. He's like, are you going to wear those outside? (laughs) In the backyard. Yes, I like to garden in the backyard. It's just for in and out of the house. When I go out, maybe I'll put on a pair of Birkenstocks or a pair of tennis shoes, but yeah. And to top it off, we also went down to like the outlet mall in local Carlsbad. Yes. They have a Crocs store there, which we looked around. I didn't buy anything. What color is your second pair of Crocs? Well, they're not like the original. They're a little bit different. They kind of look like, let me show you a picture. I think they're adorable. My daughter thinks they're hideous because they say Crocs on. Oh my gosh. But I thought, is our Crocs not in with the kids anymore? No, they totally are because she just bought another pair. This weekend. But the fact that you're wearing them horrifies her. I think it's like these ones. She's like, oh. no, mom, th- those don't slap or whatever. The- okay. <laughs> Speaking of, my husband and I went out with just our son last weekend to dinner. And he's 15. And we happened to hear some other teenagers. We were walking by. They were talking about their fit. Mm-hmm. And from then on, my husband and I took on this thing where we've tried to adopt as much of the teenage slang as possible, which mm-hmm. horrifies my children. <laughs> and so my husband was leaving for work today and he was like, how's the fit? And our daughter is at the kitchen counter just like more. I'm like, nobody can hear him except us. But our goal in life is to use as much of it as possible. Totally. Okay, here's my Crocs. Oh, I like them. They're cute. They kind of look like a tennis shoe a little bit. They do like say Crocs super huge on them, but... Look, guys, these are cute. However, I will say that this particular style, too, does not fit as well as the other ones. Same size and everything. But let me tell you what I found at the Croc store. Mm. It's gibbet heaven. (laughs) Gibbet heaven. Uh If you don't know what a gibbet is, it's the charms that people put in the little holes of their Crocs. 
so many cute ones. You have no idea. I refrained. I bought one. What would you get? An espresso martini. And it's only because we watch so much Below Deck and they drink espresso martinis on that show all the time. It's like an inside joke. Yeah. So I brought an espresso martini. But my husband brought me like Grinch ones for Christmas. Uh-huh. I have Starbucks ones. Uh-huh. We bought Harry Styles ones for my daughter that I might steal. So my daughter has gibbets for her Crocs. She actually has like knockoff gibbets. Some of my mom yeah, bought us her too. like a like an assortment on Amazon. Yeah, us too. Her. I mean, everywhere sells them. Mm-hmm. But they just had like bins and bins and bins. Oh, that's so They fun. had Ted Lasso gibbets. I didn't buy one. But can you believe that? No, I've told this story before, but the woman who started the gibbets company started it in her basement. And now she's like the Spanx lady. Like she obviously sold the company to Crocs and did really well for herself. I would love to see how much she's worth. Sherry Schmelzer. In 2006, Crocs bought their company for $10 million with a pledge to pay an additional $10 million if future earnings goals are met. Oh, I'm sure they've been met. Uh, Schmelzer now has a net worth of more than $300 million. How? This is momandvendors.com. I'm not calling it a reputable source. Anyway, <laughs> she did well. Those Even even if that it was only $10 million, even if she never made another dollar after that. Mm-hmm. $10 million bucks? Pretty nice. For gibbets? Yeah. Anyway, Wendy's going to say mean things on my hand soap now. No, I'm not. Uh, Megan was on Instagram, not to talk, earlier last week. Yeah. Talking about some new hand soap she bought. And she was specifically talking about changing out the hand soap in your downstairs bathroom. (laughs) And you're like, this one, it's a holiday scent. It's like a piney scent. Yes. And she's like, it's now the end of April and it's not gone, which means people are not washing their hands. And I would just want to say that is the restroom <laughs> that I use. You're when probably I, the only one who uses when it. When I am at this house, I always use that restroom. I'm at this house a lot. I wash my hands. So I'm all I'm saying is I am washing my hands. I know. My children are not <laughs> washing their hands is but what I'm saying. As you're talking about that, I was like, oh my gosh, she thinks it's me who's no, not washing my I hands. I don't. I think it's my children. They probably think like, I didn't touch anything. Everything touched tissue. I'm good. Right? Come on, you know you had that thought yourself when I was younger. Nobody wants pink eye. All right, let's take a quick break and come back with Pop Culture Club. We're back with Pop Culture Club. And as always, let's start with what we're watching. I'm going to start with the trashiest of trashiest TV. It's Vanderpump Rules Rewatch. What season? No, no. It's current season. It's a watch with Brittany and Jax, who have since been fired for the show, mm-hmm. but they were hired by Peacock, which is owned by NBC. Is this like the people's couch situation? Absolutely. They watch the current episode, their little like frame and frame photo, and then they talk about like what they're seeing. We need Hallmark to hire us for this. Wouldn't that be amazing? Jax is had his own years and years and years of misbehavings. Yes. So for him to get on this show and then criticize Tom Sandoval I was say, is rich. That's why <laughs> I freaking love watching it. Wow, let's take a sharp 180. Mm-hmm. I would like to make a plug for Hallmark Summer on Girls Gone Hallmark, but I have a reason for this. Okay. So on Girls Gone Hallmark this summer, we are watching older movies. I wouldn't call them old. Some of them are just a couple years old, but mm-hmm. they're fan favorite movies and we're reviewing those. And let me tell you, we asked for movie suggestions from the community. We made a list based on those suggestions. 
the community has delivered. Mm-hmm. We've been watching these movies, prepping for summer. We have yet to watch a movie that I thought that was a waste of an hour. Right, I agree. So, Absolutely. You should take a look at that list. If you're looking for an easy, cozy, comfortable watch, choose from that list of Hallmark movies because they're vetted by the community and they've been really enjoyable. Yeah. And then tune into our Girls Gone Hallmark podcast and listen to us review listen to them our thoughts summer. of it. Yes. Yes. I am watching and very much enjoying The Diplomat on Netflix. I am watching as well. Stars Carrie Russell. It has, as of this morning, already been renewed for season two. Nice. And the showrunner is Deborah Kahn. She was a writer for West Wing, Homeland, and Grey's Anatomy, and a producer on Homeland and Grey's. And it feels like a show written by someone who was a writer of the West Wing and Grey's and Homeland to me. It's super Homelandy vibes to me. Yes. I watched that entire series. It's smart. Mm-hmm. It's a thriller without being stressful to watch. However, I did ask my husband this morning because I was watching as I was getting ready. I go, is this supposed to be comedy too? Because they have a lot of like comedic lines in there. I think there is a lot of comedy in there and it's some of it's super relatable. There's a scene in the first episode where she shoves her armpits in her husband's Mm. face for him to give the sniff test. I laughed out loud. Mm -hmm. It's very watchable. I recommend it. And I'm glad we get a season two because uh, season one does end on a cliffhanger. Did you finish it already? No, but I just happen to know that it ends on a cliffhanger. Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm only in our episode three right now. It just gets better and better. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Kind of late to the game here, but Emily in Paris. Don't you? So I started watching. Let me, let me rewind here. I did watch the first season of Emily in Paris, but did not finish it because I was like, meh, it's all right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, was not, I didn't care. I remember you asking me specifically, like, what about Emily and Gabrielle? Aren't you concerned or, or worried about them? Getting, whatever. I was like, meh. Then I go to Paris <laughs> and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch Emily in Paris while I'm in Paris. Mm-hmm. Right. And what was so amazing is that that show is actually filmed there. Mm-hmm. And so like it the landmarks were familiar. All the landmarks were things I was just seeing. So I jammed through like the first season, I think, while I was there and then finished the next two just recently. And I really like that show. And you know what I really like about it is they, they speak so much French in it. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's really enjoyable. Total eye candy. I can't wait for season four. I actually didn't finish season three, but. You should finish. I will. Cliffhanger. Season three. Yes. I am watching The Newsroom, which is a show that originally aired in 2012. It's an Aaron Sorkin created and written show. It stars Jeff Daniels and Olivia Munn about a newsroom. I've talked a long time about my love of the West Wing. I was doing a rewatch and then I was mid season five and I started to panic about getting to the end of the series in season seven. So I paused, even though I've seen it multiple times. So I am kind of scratching that. Aaron Sorkin enjoyable itch with the newsroom. For me, I don't think anything will ever be as good as the West Wing, but it is a good show. It's about a newsroom. The stories are very current to that time, but Mm -hmm. it also doesn't seem like that time was that long ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Aaron Sorkin also wrote that show Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, which only had one One season, season, and it was so good. I almost want to rewatch it. I'm just afraid I'm going to be so mad at the end that there's no resolution. Matthew Perry, Amanda Peet. Yes. Another Amanda Peet show. Lauren Graham. Gone too soon. Right? Was she? I think she was. Up next for me is something I watched on... The uh, airplane home mm. from France. It was the George Michael documentary. Mm-hmm. I love George Michael. Yeah. 
one of my top five favorite albums is Freedom 90. It's not called Freedom 90. It's called Listen Without Prejudice. I'm sorry. Freedom 90 was that big hit from it. Uh -huh. They had like supermodels were in the uh, video. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it was so good. I don't know where it's streaming at. I just found it on like the airplane. On the airplane, yeah. It was really, really, really good. Okay. I mean, so if you're like a fan of George Michael, it it went real in depth about how the R&B community really welcomed him and then rejected him mm. and it talked about his partner and how his partner died from AIDS and it just was like so good. Mm. And a lot of it also was about his turmoil in the business and how he didn't want all the stardom with it. He just wanted to be a musician. Yep. It he just wanted it, to be a great songwriter. It appears it might be streaming on Showtime. Okay. Well, if you are a fan, I would definitely say watch it. It was really good. And they had some great artists like come in and listen, like that Stevie Wonder and James Corden and Liam, I can't remember his last name, from Oasis, like mm. listening to the album and like talking about it. It was just great. It was so good. Next. A con couple continued watches for me. I'm continuing Survivor. Our family loves it. I have not watched Survivor for many seasons. This is a great season to jump back in on. Mm -hmm. I find it very entertaining. It's not one of those they spend every week just picking off the weak players. No, changes every week, right? Changes every week. They have pulled off a couple of blind sides. They've gotten rid of big players. They are playing the game. Who's your favorite on this season? Well, like you said, I think Carolyn could come from behind and win the show because they super underestimate mm -hmm. her. I find Jam Jam very entertaining, mm -hmm. although I don't know that he'll win. I'm kind of rooting for Franny at this point. Mm -hmm. Good. I was sad when her buddy got... Yeah, but you got to pull yourself by the bootstraps. You came alone. Like, you got to win. Well, alone. and she's playing. Yeah, agreed. You Who's your like, favorite? I really like that sweet boy. I can't think of his name right now. The one who was sick? Carson. Yeah, Carson. I like Carson, too. I like him, too. And... Carson like 3D printed all of the challenges Ooh, at crazy. home and prepped. He killed that puzzle too. Because like, he had a 3D printed Oh version. my God. That's, well, that's amazing. And they showed footage of him doing it mm -hmm. at home too. It was really neat. Like at the beginning of this season, how he's like, I gained 30 pounds to come out here. He was like, just like this, like sweet looking little boy. And they like put on all this weight to go out there because he knew. He wasn't going to be eating. Yes. And I am really enjoying Danny's villain arc. Mm, like he kind of came in as kind of like an affable, enjoyable dude. And mm -hmm. this past week, the villain came out, mm -hmm. which is fun to watch. You know what is great, Megan, is that you have so many seasons to go back if you wanted to. Like, you guys want a family summer show? Here you go. Watch, yeah. watch the season before this. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, I think a lot of them are on Netflix. I think the whole entire catalog is on Netflix. Is it? Yeah. I mean, season 40 was like a real change in the game. Did you listen to Jeff's podcast this week? Oh, we're going to talk about that later. Okay. Another show I found on my flight was called Shining Veil, V-A-L-E. It has Courtney Cox and Greg Kinnear, co-created by Sharon Horgan. 
catastrophe. Love her, yeah. right? And Bad Sisters. It's on Stars. It was only one season. I really like this show. I know I told you a little bit about it. I think it falls under like the thriller genre because mm-hmm. it has to do with like ghosts and like living in this like old creepy house that they live in. And there's... is there a comedic aspect to it? Because Sharon Horgan's so funny. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, Courtney Cox delivers. Yeah. I think, and it's. Fun to see her in a role where she's like F-bomb this and F-bomb that. Uh-huh. I like it. But there's only been one season, and a season two is supposed to come sometime later this year. Another continued watch, just checking back in. We're still watching Ted Lasso. Us too. I feel like the season started strong, had like a episode three, four, a little bit of a slump, and then ramped back up with mm-hmm. episode six being one of the best episodes of the show ever. Have I watched six yet? With the Coach Beard impersonation? Total football? Okay. It is like the kind of episode you smile from ear to ear the entire time. It's a real episode for the fans. Mm. I just really enjoyed it. And I feel like I know we're coming to a close of this. And Ted obviously cannot live in London forever because he has a child in the United Listen, States. I asked my husband. I'm like, is Ted going to get shit canned? And this is going to be the end of the season. I hope he doesn't get fired. I have a, I have a, a thought about it. Is he going to get back happen. together with his wife? No, I don't think so. But I do think he needs to go back home. Well, I think he needs to be a presence in his son's life and yes. on the same continent i think he needs to go back home unfortunately yeah i will say about this i what i need from this show is i need them to not be asking me to forgive nate i'm not ready to forgive nate they're you're not there yet but they are writing this story where they're setting him up for our forgiveness and i i'm not ready for it i feel like he has to work harder for it and I suspect that Nate may be the future of... Oh, no. Team? I don't want him to be the head coach of that team. Neither do I. But maybe it's just going to be Roy. Maybe it's just going to be I Roy. I hope it's Roy. I love Roy. Next for me are two movies. Can I do this back-to-back? Please. Fast. The Fablemans, which was a Steven Spielberg movie about basically his it? life. It's really long. It's like two and a half hours long, but I loved it. Michelle Williams was so good in it. She plays his mom. Oh, my God. It was good. I loved it. I definitely recommend it if you guys I've not heard a single person who liked that movie. That is so Really? People thought it was boring. It's long. And I did watch it on an airplane. But I I just thought it was so, like, so entertaining. Not entertaining. But, like, the storytelling was, yes, engrossing. I thought it was great. Another movie I went and saw at the movie theater the other night was are you there god it's me margaret i can't wait to see it and went with my daughter who had already seen it Uh, she has a friend whose dad works for lionsgate and they got to go to like a premiere of it Mm -hmm. and she loved it so much she wanted to go see it with me opening weekend so we went and saw opening weekend and the entire time she would like look over at me to see if i was crying i was like stop looking (laughs) at me (laughs) wiping my face you know yeah oh because we're just like at my daughter's older than the daughter that's depicted in the movie but like just that mother-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. It was like, ah, my baby. Did you read be that leaving. book as a child? Yes, but a hundred years ago, I don't like remember the details of it other than like there was like a coming of age aspect to it. Yeah. I had completely forgotten that there was this whole exploration of religion to it. Yes. So it was good. It was really good. Let's talk about what we're reading. Okay. <laughs> I say that because, you know me, execution is bad, but I've downloaded a bunch of books and I'm... The intention is there. My intention is there and I'm going to listen to these books. Put it on your 21-day challenge. Yeah. 
Let me tell you, Goodreads is stressing me out because something I did this year is the past several years, my Goodreads goal has been 52. Nice round number. Mm -hmm. And I blow it out of the water. And then this year, I'm like, I'm going to make it 75. I read easily 75 books a year. And Goodreads is like, you're two books behind your goal. And I am behind, but it's it's fake numbers. Don't let a system owned by Amazon stress you out. Look, I would put 15 and then just really (laughs) kill it, Megan. I am not that worried about it. I'll read a lot in the summer, but I haven't read a lot this past month, but I did read a few books. Okay. The first is The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches by Sangu Mandana. And the words I would use to describe this book are cozy and sweet. It's about there's these rules for witches, which results in many of them. They're fake rules. They're like rules made up by elder witches. Mm -hmm. But it results in many of them living these very isolated lifestyles. And this book, this doesn't have a family and she doesn't have people for a lot of reasons. And witches don't live in community together because they're afraid of being caught. And Mm. this book, she finds a family and there's a little bit of romance, but there's also a lot of like found family love. It's very sweet. I also read Georgie All Along by Kate Claiborne. I'm not sure I've ever read a book from Kate Claiborne that I didn't like. She writes romance novels that have just a tiny bit of weight to them. They're not total fluff. Mm -hmm. It's like you're invested in these characters and their journeys. And Georgie in the book comes back home after a job she had had ended. And she's kind of at loose ends and trying. her parents are there. And there's a new love interest who has kind of a past that they're working through. And it's super enjoyable. I have a question for you. I know you read a lot of the similar genre, right? Do you find that any length of period of time, like there's a trend between all these books? I would say there's a lot of recurring tropes, especially Mm. in the romance. So like this would be like a grumpy sunshine romance. Mm -hmm. But there is some predictability with a happily ever after situation. But I wouldn't say the books themselves in terms of their stories are noticeably to me all that similar. Okay. Finally, I read Hate You Later, which is the first (laughs) book from Ciara Bloom, who you know. It's the pen name of a Orange County former blogger friend of ours. Get out! Yeah, she actually has written quite a few books. And they're all in this Lit Lovers universe. So if you look it up, it says it's Lit Lovers book one. And Lit Lovers is a podcast that exists not what this particular book is about but the podcast kind of draws people together in certain ways oh the podcast is an overarching theme in this series of books with different lead characters but this all by the same author all by the same author. oh wow and they actually just got a new whole new set of covers that are adorable which is never the reason to read a book but they're real fun this is an enemies to lovers romance and i'll be the first to tell you that enemies to lovers is not my favorite romance trope sometimes i find it a very annoying Mm -hmm. did not find it annoying here and it made me want to read many of the other books in this universe and they're already on my candle ready to go are these published by like a major publishing house they're self-published okay they're on amazon let me tell you i do not like reading books written by people that i know Because I don't ever want to be put in a position to have to be like, I hated that. So I would almost rather not read them and never know. Right. So let me tell you, it is a pleasant surprise when I read a book by someone I know that I enjoy. I'm happy for her. Me too. Super happy for her. And it's rated really well on Amazon. So I'm excited for her. Yay. Look it. 
I'm just going to give you the list of what I've downloaded. And hopefully by next month on Patreon, you guys will tune in and hear if I actually read these books. Do it. The first one is called Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. This is a book that you recommended. You're shaking your head. Listen to it first. Listen to it first. It will get you in the, I got to read more because it's so good. Well, I only listen to these books. I'm just saying, listen to it first of this list. Oh, of my list. Yes. Okay. All right. Great. I told Megan I needed something kind of sexy, and this is what she do. Y'all, I recommend this book a lot. Good. A lot, a lot. My next one is called Moments Like This by Anna Gomez and Christopher Polaha. If you guys don't know who Christopher Polaha is, he is an actor featured often on Hallmark, and he has written two books with Anna Gomez. He is the reader of the books. He's got a really nice voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mostly why I downloaded it because I want to hear him read it. And finally is The Life Council by Laura Tremaine. Is, you know who Laura Tremaine is, I right? I, it's about friendship. I've been interested in this book as well, so let me know. Okay. Wendy, you're in a podcast rut. I am in a podcast rut. Okay, well, same things. my recommendations are not going to help you. Okay. Well, it's been the same things over and over and over. And I know we've talked about it month after month. You know, I listen to Jeff Lewis live every single day. I find that the content lately has been repeated a lot. Oh, for sure. You know, like some of it I find very enjoyable. But you never know what you're going to get. That's the thing. That's the part. I'm like, maybe today's going to be juicy. That is not a podcast. It's on Sirius XM. It is also available as a podcast. Jeff Lewis But not every day, right? Every day? No, I think once or or twice a week. I can't get off my VPR stuff. Vanderpump rules. It just can't stop, won't stop. Can we go to one of the restaurants this summer? 100%. Yes. Let's go. Okay, but it's not just one. You got to do the whole I'll do them all. And the sandwich shop. Oh my God, it's right down the street from Sir. So hopefully we'll open this summer. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah. So I listen to Shenanigans, which is a podcast hosted by Sheena Shea. And she always comes with the hot goss every week. Mm -hmm. Lala Kent, give them Lala. I listen to her every Tuesday too, because they recap the show and then talk about what they can talk about. They, you know, they can't talk about everything because sure. You got to tune in for the show, right? Mm -hmm. Love it. The other podcast I'm listening to is On Fire with Jeff Probst. Yeah. Which is a survivor, not so much recap podcast, more of a behind the scenes. Yeah. I co-signed that recommendation. You mentioned it. I started listening and there is a little bit of recap, but very little. And then, like you said, I feel like this is a one season show. They'd have to pivot if they were going to continue going after this season of Survivor. But it's a nice companion to the show. And they do things like, how is the show cast? How are Mm -hmm. the games designed? How did this come to be? Et cetera. It's really interesting. And I don't think you need to be a current watcher of the show to enjoy it. If you were a Survivor fan, I mean, he goes way back to the beginning. He knows our first and last names and everything. I'm like, who are you talking about, dude? He's a great podcast host. Mm -hmm. I enjoy his two co-hosts. It's a great show. You know how they answer like fan questions on mm. that? I want I want to ask a fan question on that show. Do they get toothpaste? No, no. It's about Jeff. I want to know, in my mind, Jeff has like a mini mansion on this island that he goes to every night uh-huh. while filming. I really want to know what his accommodations are. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know he's not camping. Is no, he in there's a probably a hotel. hotel. There's probably a crew hotel. But is it a luxury hotel or is it... A Holiday Inn type motel situation. I don't know. That's what I want to know. I feel like Jeff could have built his own mansion there on the island. Especially because now they're in one place repeatedly. Yeah. Early on, they used to like 
go all over the place. Mm-hmm. Now they've only ever been on this Fiji island. So mm-hmm. I'm just curious. You're right. He could have have a permanent residence there. I'd like to know. Wouldn't you? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Also, please ask if they get toothpaste. I do think they get sunscreen. The other podcast I'm listening to that's new in my rotation is a scripted podcast, which you'd hate, but it's called The Royals of Malibu. It's a scripted podcast with a CW vibe. Hmm. It's uh, about a girl who is orphaned and never knew her father, but some representative of her father kind of plucks her out of her meager existence and whisks her off to his home in Malibu where she goes to this prep school. And of course, the... HBIC on campus hates her mm-hmm. and she's got these two hot, she calls them stepbrothers, but they're not actually related to her. They like live with her teenage brothers she goes to high school with. And it's like a CW podcast, super enjoyable. I went to a funeral this past weekend, all by myself. So I was alone on the way there and alone to the reception and alone afterwards. It was the perfect palate cleanser mm. for after an emotionally charged event. Could you see this podcast getting picked up and put into production on a TV show? Yes. Hmm. Well, I definitely need some podcast recs. So if you're listening and have any, please send them my way at meganandwendy at gmail.com. But in the meantime, I am going to try to listen to those books. Start with Icebreaker. Okay. It's hot. Let's take a quick break and come back with Megan and Wendy Approved. We're back with Megan and Wendy Approved and I got a snack. Mm. I think you. I think this might have been yours like two years ago. I think so when I was deep in my Shark Tank phase. Yes. Oh, was Kind a Shark Tank brand? The guy. No, the guy who owns Kind was a shark. I can't oh, remember his that name makes right more now. sense. Yeah. <laughs> I I do think you recommended this. I was digging through my pantry, throwing snacks in my bag yesterday, and I don't even know where they came from. I actually need to ask somebody in my house because did they come from me? Did you? Leave? Did they have cashews in them? No. Oh, you didn't bring me any. Are you sure? I don't know where it came from. Anyway, it didn't matter to me. It was wrapped. I figured it was fine. Threw it in my bag. And I snacked on that yesterday. And they're delicious. I know. They're really good. And the minis are a great size. Mm -hmm. I am going to stock up because they're a nice purse snack and they don't get crumbly and mushed. They sell those at Costco, you think? I think they do. And I had the dark chocolate nuts and sea salt version. Mm Mm-hmm. Delish. I'm pretty sure I bought those ones at my home. The reason why I asked if they had cashews in them, because I learned that I was allergic to cashews and I thought maybe I gave them to you because mm. no one else in my home would eat a dark chocolate. So no. no, they don't like dark chocolate except for me. Speaking of Costco, you know, sometimes when you get like an overwhelming like desire to go somewhere, I've been feeling yeah. that way about Costco lately. Uh-huh. I think it's in anticipation of summer of you need all the stocking stuff. up and I'm th- hoping they sell Perrier there to I see if I can do. get like a lot of it. Yes. Anyway, my approved item is a travel bag that I purchased before we went on our trip. It's called the Bay's Weekender bag. I purchased it in beige, which hindsight, I would have got a different color because beige got real dirty. Did it? I think that's kind of the color, though, that people buy. I've well, seen. it would have been a TikTok trendy bag. It would have been fine if I didn't have to check it. Mm. It got dirty in the like check situation from wherever you put it through with the checking agent. Sure. To... And you didn't plan to check it. It was I a didn't. the plane is full situation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to try like that tide hack with like cleaning it with tide because it's canvas, mm-hmm. but it's not like you can wash it, mm-hmm. you know? 
The best thing about this bag, and let me tell you, the bag is $108, but it's a travel bag. Mm -hmm. The best thing about it is it has this separate bottom zippered compartment mm -hmm. that zips and then it opens and you can put like shoes in there mm -hmm. or like your hair dryer if you're mm -hmm. traveling with that or like anything like you just need quick access to. Mm -hmm. I put my Crocs in it. <laughs> When I was traveling, it was amazing. I love this bag. Crocs go to Paris. They went to Paris. Yes, they did. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Long Story Short. If you love this podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. So before you go, open that Apple Podcast app, tap the five stars, and let everybody know what you love about this podcast. If you want to continue listening to us all summer long, be sure to subscribe to Patreon at patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.